Yeah. And this is the kind of shenanigans we should be uh, expecting. It absolutely is here. Well, there's a bunch of flags on that play. So I did a pretty good job of not being too distracted, I think. It's episode one, season one of Brock Meyer. Ed, my friend, how are you? Oh, man, I'm doing wonderful, my friend. It's a beautiful day. Uh, a day in which I watched Brock Meyer episode season one, episode one, like three or four times. <laughs> you are Ed Rivera of the Dat Hat Chronicles. I am Paul Caputo of the Baseball by Design podcast. This is our passion project. We are rewatching Brock Meyer because we feel like it and because it's fun and because it's hilarious and because we have a unique perspective as minor league baseball fans. This All is, right. like you said, season one, episode one. It sets the whole stage for the for the show. It is called Rally Cap. I laughed a lot during this episode. I expect that is going to continue being the case. 100%. But this episode starts right off with Brock Meyer broadcasting a Kansas City Royals game. And it is Jerry's gelatin home run inning. This whole thing, like this scene, honestly, like this had me cracking up. Obviously, this sets the stage. This is the meltdown. Would you like to set the stage for the meltdown, Ed? You know, well, obviously, as you guys already know, right? Like, I mean, in the beginning of this, the the episode, right? Jerry's gelatin, right? Like he is talking about, like you know, how uh, this was the first time in twenty, you know, like the twentieth anniversary of when he first said, "I love you" to his wonderful <laughs> wife, Lucy. Uh, Lucy, right? I mean, obviously, we, it's going to be important that we remember the name. <laughs> Um, but the fact that, um, he is, uh, all of a sudden you saw the, him pulling out the bottle and taking a big gulp of mm -hmm. his alcohol drink just right off the bat sets the mood for the <laughs> whole episode. Lucy's favorite flower is gardenias. gardenias. I love that little detail. He brought gardenias home, obviously finds his wife. Uh, engaged in activities, especially with the neighbor Bob, and uh, this you know he Bob starts Greenwald. Bob Greenwald, that's right. Whose uh, whose butt is as big as a moon? He said for some reason at some point, and he, and he, and, he goes and into he this hosted meltdown. his bar mitzvah. Remember this? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I have I have questions about this scene though. Okay, so so he starts into his his rant. First mm -hmm. of all. Uh, you know, the, the broadcast is happening like on the concourse. I guess that happens at some places where you can actually yeah. like hear the broadcast while you're on the concourse. But people are like so like perturbed and disgusted by this rant that he's on that one like young dude takes his his nachos that he just bought and he's like so disgusted and he just throws his nachos right on the ground. First of all, why would you ever do that? Don't why don't would you, that's, that's like $12 worth of nachos right there. Just walk that's, away. So I have questions about this. The other scene that that really got me on this one was when he uh, he's talking about what a strap on is, and, <laughs> and you've got these kids like playing in their yard, and the parents are like trying to cover the kids' ears, and he explains, and he and he goes for you kids, and then he explains what a strap on is. He goes into is. detail <laughs> on how that how it works too, right? I just love for oh. you kids. Oh man. So that was uh that was that was incredible. Opening scene sets the scene just yeah, that that had me I hope had you me enjoyed rolling. the gelatin as much as my wife enjoys. <laughs> and like and, and then right before that he says Jerry's gelatin delicious, nutritious and fun. He's sort of singing it to himself while he's on the floor in his drunken stupor. 
Oh my God. I mean, it was, I'm, and, and if, if there was anything as far as like a way to set up how this season is going to go of like, uh, as far as the, his trajectory as a play by play, this yep. was perfect. Right. right. I mean, it was just like, wow. Like, I mean, <laughs> holy mother. Uh, this was so something. Then cut to, I guess, 10 years later. And he's been traveling the world. He's been all over, you know, Southeast Asia. He's been, you know, all the places. Where was the last and, place? Did you remember? I don't remember. Do you remember? I do. It, was it Manila? It he was, was calling Manila. fights yeah. in Manila. That's yes. what it was. Fighting in Manila. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> uh that's funny uh that yeah that stuck with me i guess but i love when he gets off the bus he's like play calling his own life he's like broadcasting his own life he, you know he's like brockmeyer steps off the bus and uh and he describes the bus a three it's a three-hour bus ride from pittsburgh and he describes uh what happened on the bus as concentrated sadness let me ask you this because this is yeah. something that I, I and and obviously I watched the episode way too many times already, right? But uh -huh. he said when he looked when he was narrating, right, and he was yeah. he finally looked at the boy with a gun in, on his bag, shirtless, and <laughs> and I was like, you know, and now he then he goes and Brock Myers officially uh, what was it uh, disturbed? That. So uh, disturbed, yeah, yeah. Brock yeah. Myers officially. I'm disturbed. like, hold on a second. Based on what you have witnessed <laughs> all over the world and what happened in the bathroom stall, right? With a German and all that. That yeah. officially sunburned German. Yeah, right. That officially disturbed you or like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kids with guns. Yeah, like uh you've done a whole lot worse, man. Yeah, yeah. Incredible. Uh one of the other things that I really love too is like, you know, it's it's sort of believable that he's been traveling the, the world for 10 years. And has been so far checked out of reality that he has no idea what the internet has become in ten years, and no. so, so now he's you know he has no idea that like about this this concept that like his own videos ha have gone viral. I'm getting ahead of myself here because yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm but, sorry. So so I wanted to go back to something that um okay. in in his psyche right his psychology right because at the beginning of the episode right you think it's like all right this is a this is a man that is a play by play caller that has been you know on the up and up like he's the he's the the ultimate professional and all of that right mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. he lets this situation like spiral out of control his whole life after this yeah. just spirals completely out of control and he goes like you said like all over the world calling different uh, uh sporting events and all of that cockfighting and all that and i'm like my god this guy goes from major league baseball to manila cockfighting like yeah. it's like there's yeah. that that is a massive drop off well, I mean, it was a massive meltdown, and I think that's the you know that's that sets up the premise for how come he is in Morristown, Pennsylvania, mm -hmm. home of the frackers. And one of the things he notices while he's in Morristown is the smell from the fracking. And uh, you know, that's what I, is that smell? <laughs> uh, so then, so then after he gets picked up at the bus stop, he caught he causes a fire by flicking his his. Uh, his, his doobie cigarette into the yeah I'm sorry his doobie into the grass it causes a cigarette uh, a fire yeah and then uh, and then he gets picked up by the owner of the team who says yeah that happens all the time so but like it was like so nonchalant about it right Amanda Pete obviously is the actress uh, yeah. of this one uh, but it's like just like oh yeah it happens all the time no no big deal <laughs> and like compliments him on the fact that like he is wearing his jacket right yes. 
Yes, he's still got the the plaid jacket, which we used in the avatar for this. Uh, which we did, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And uh, you know, it's uh, it, it's iconic of him. Uh, you know, he's still doing. Um, he's he's still doing like appearances as Brock Meyer on like the Dan Lebetard show and whatnot. Like he's still out there, sort of. You know, doing... he had his podcast. Yeah. Oh, he had a podcast. Yeah, we're, we're taking up the mantle so good. for that. I think. Yes, we are. We are. We're, yeah. we're going to continue with this. <laughs> and like I said, you know, the goal is to have him now come on the podcast and right. as Brock Meyer. I mean, because yes. that's just going to be. Yes. That'll, That'll be, be totally the, fun. the highlight of our uh, podcasting career. Hundred uh, percent. Although I did get to speak to Jamie Farr on Baseball by Design at one point. Um, there you go. So, uh, so they get to the ballpark, and uh, Jules says, and I think this is something we can re- relate to as minor league baseball fans. Jules says, "You got to look past the wear and tear at the charm underneath." And I think that you and I have been to some minor league ballparks where 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 you had to do that. You had to. To, to strain to appreciate it on a certain level, but we oh, always yeah. do. Yeah. 100%. Yes. You you have to really like do what, like want to really squint sometimes, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm, really, mm-hmm. really squint to look at the beauty of it uh, when yeah. it comes to uh, uh, some of these certain ballparks that we've been to. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. There are some, and I'm not going to name names, but no, 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 no. They shall, if... they shall rename. Ma- Let's name. just say it rhymes with Schmakersfield Schmays. <laughs> Uh, that is perfect that's a wonderful place i would love to go that place i laughed by the way at um he meets charles here the internet whiz kid who uh, becomes his his pal throughout the the rest of the show uh and and charles is is bragging uh about his his internet know-how by saying that he has more vine loops than anyone in town and that DJ Khaled gave him a shout out from a jet ski once. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, this was not that long ago. And I don't really remember what a Vine loop is at this point. I think a Vine loop was TikTok, basically. It's like the the early version of TikTok. Yeah. You, yeah. There's been so many social media outlets that yeah. you just can't keep up with anymore. So I yeah. get it. I, I just sounded like the old guy on that one, <laughs> didn't I? <laughs> Unreal. Um, hey, God. I have a question for you. Yeah. I just mentioned you've been to a lot of minor league ballparks. Yes. And, uh, you know, one of the interesting things that happens in this show, and I'm probably getting ahead of myself here again, but you hear the play-by-play. No, this happens in the scene. This is when he's at the ballpark for the first time, and he says, okay, I'm going to call one game. And uh, and then he, you hear – you see the fans sitting in the stands, and they are – no, I'm sorry. I do have this wrong. This is later in the show. But the fans are in the stands, yeah. and he is broadcasting the game. Yes. And the game is over is being the broadcast is being played over the speakers in the actual ballpark. He's only broadcasting to the ballpark. But have you ever been in all of your years of going to minor league baseball games? Have you ever actually heard the radio broadcast while you were sitting in the stands? Not in the stands, no. Yeah. I think that trope only works in TV shows. I don't think that yeah, actually, I, I, actually I've heard it like, you know, in the concourse, right? Yeah, As right. you're Right. You're you're walking to go get your your hot dog or whatever, but like I'd never while you're sitting. So I think that was, I, listen, I, I it's it's an interesting concept. I don't know if it would work just because of like the in between innings and the music and all of this. I don't know if that would actually work. Right. Yeah, I don't think so. It's probably because there would be a delay. And at one point, the player gets all mad because Brock Meyer is you know spouting off on something. Just and going. He, he, yeah, he's a way <laughs> off on a different tangent, like a completely like everybody's looking at him like, what is he talking about? Uh, yeah, it's uh, 
God, what does he say? That's when he's talking about that later on in the episode, he's talking about the gaping yawn of oblivion. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like I said, we're getting ahead of ourselves because there's a lot of funny stuff that happened in this episode. Um, after they get to the ballpark for the first time, Charles is playing the old viral videos and, and Brock Meyer sees like, okay, this is what happened in my life. <laughs> yes. Yes. Like the fact that he just literally <laughs> asked him, all right, take it off. He goes like, <laughs> don't just pause it. <laughs> what, 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 what do you mean take it off? It's, you, you can't. Uh, I, you probably couldn't, right? Like a public press no, conference because like that, yeah. That once it's on the internet, it's on the internet. Like, you know, yeah. one person has to grab it and then that's it. If at yeah. least one person grabs it, that is not you. Yeah. That's That can be completely spread to, you know, a thousand different ways. So it's not going to, yeah. it's not going to be able to be kept private from, you know, anymore. This is now part of the episode, though, where I think we get into the things that that you and I are uniquely suited to comment on. Okay, yeah, uh, let's go. Goes down to the locker room. Yep. And first of all, the team colors for the Morristown Frackers, uh, they're they're like Padres colors, right? Like they've got like the, the yellow and brown. They look like like classic Padres uniforms. I'm pretty sure that it's brush script. Like it's like the worst font that you could possibly have on a on a baseball uniform. That is like the the most like um the way I, I think about it is that font is uh men's softball yes. Sunday league. Totally, totally. It's the comic sans of baseball design. Yes. <laughs> um, but a little a little foreshadowing here is that they've got they still have the wall painted in the locker room with the old Savages logo. They were the before they were the Morristown Frackers, before Jules bought the team, they were the Morristown Savages. Which so is he goes like it's an up it's a it's a was an upgrade from it's better what than they, what we used to be called. Yeah. I was like, oh my God. Uh, but that was a uh, that is such a great send-up of of offensive Native American branding there. She talks, she says they were the Morristown Savages, and the logo was a ball with a headdress. <laughs> well, right. It was it was the, but but you did you notice that it took it had a very close resemblance to the Cleveland Indian 70s logo. Oh, I didn't see this is where your perspective comes into play. So, I that didn't jump out at me. Yeah, so if you take a look at it, and then you take a look, if you Google the 1970s uh, Cleveland Indians. Oh, I'm going to have to do this. Yeah, so they it looks very familiar, right? The only thing that they changed was that the head of the Indians, they they replaced that with a baseball. So oh, that's funny. Ah, yeah. So we got to go back and go, got to revisit this and, and check this out. But it turns out that Jules has, has, she sold her house and took out a second mortgage on her bar. Yep. Uh, the bar is, I think, called Rusty's. Mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't write that down, but I think the bar is called Rusty's. And uh, she, you know, she did that to to buy the team to keep them from from leaving town. And she says something here. This is like the first. There's going to be some moments of sweetness, uh, some moments of sincerity in this show. Uh, the first episode was largely just jokes and funny. Yep. Uh, but there's one moment of sweetness here, and she says she sold her bar, and, or sorry, sold her house and mortgaged her bar. And oh, you're showing me that old Indians logo. Yeah, <laughs> it really did look like that, didn't it? <laughs> yeah, I told you. It's a send up, dude. It's a send up. It is. Uh, but anyways, I I cut you off. I apologize. That's okay. This this moment of sweetness here is she she says. She did that. She bought the team for the same reason that Brock Meyer was was back there. Uh, and it, she said, and I wrote down this quote because I liked it. She said, neither of us can imagine a life without baseball. 
100%. And I was just like, that's me and Ed. Ed yeah. and I can't imagine a life without baseball. That's how no we're doing way. this podcast. <laughs> I, I would rather lose all the rest of the other sports, not uh, this one. Not that baseball. That is a... The same conversation. I think she says that, and then and then Brockmeyer's immediate response is, "Frackers is a very stupid name for a baseball team." He, yeah, he just like completely ignore <laughs> that whole thing and goes like, "I mean, again, uh, it goes back to the psyche, right? He's become this yeah. this this person that just gives zero f's, yeah, about yeah. every anything." I've I've done some sort of parsing of. Uh, minor league, you know, sources for minor league baseball team names. And there's roughly like 10 of them, mm -hmm. like the hyper local sources for minor league team names. And industry is a big one, right? Like the Morristown fat, uh, Fackers, the Morristown Frackers, <laughs> them Fackers <laughs> is akin in my mind to the Lehigh Valley Iron Pigs, right? Like that, that's mm -hmm. Steel Mills and, you know, the, the Charleston Dirty Birds, right? Like they're a team that's all about coal mining. So, you know, if you're, if you're in the fossil fuels industry, I guess, if that's is, what your town's will... based on, why not call them the frackers, right? Like that's a, you know, it's a hyper local reason to to have a minor league baseball team name. Or if someone is paying a lot of money to be their main <laughs> sponsor of the team, like, you know, um, wild genome, um, the wild <laughs> genomes, remember? <laughs> yeah, I do remember. <laughs> I still got, I, I have the hat. I still yeah. own that hat, just so you know. <laughs> um, but, you know, like like you said, it's like a very, like, you know, the the fracking industry, coal yeah. mining, whatever. It, it yeah. fits in that that uh, 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 category. Yeah, thank you. God almighty, I couldn't even think of the word. Well, that's because we're having so much fun here. It's, you know, words <laughs> are hard sometimes. <laughs> Definitely hard for me. For uh, sure. This is where I think they were talking, too, about um, the, the expression, keeping it Brockmire. And oh yeah, and if someone has been lucid, <laughs> these are keeping it Brockmire is just you know being straight, shooting a hundred, you know, uh, keeping keeping it honest, keeping it uh, Brockmire. And when you uh, if you're if you're getting lucid, you're uh, you're taking it up the keister, I guess. Is, so, uh, so metaphorically. So so when he said when he said that part, right? Um, <laughs> the kid says that, and keeping it again explains it, and he goes, hmm. Right. Um, <laughs> it, the the reaction from Brockmire, right? He just stares at him and he's like, I think he just got went somewhere else. Yeah. And he goes, like, wait, it's like a good five, <laughs> 10 seconds. And he goes, Do you want to get high? <laughs> just uh, and then they end up on the baseball field. He does. Yeah. And, yep. and which is funny. Uh, oh, we did. There's something that we didn't discuss. And then, you that? know, when Jules was talking to Brockmire about, you know, her growing up in baseball. Yeah. Yeah. And mentions uh, a certain uh, player. Yeah. Oh, and now I can't remember. Is it Dave Parker or Willie Stargell? Willie Stargell. Willie Stargell. Nice. Pops. Yeah. So I was watching this. And if you guys watch it on, on wherever you watch it, but if you watch it on Amazon, right? On Amazon Prime. The cool thing that Amazon does is um, they give you some uh, times where there were some factual errors committed, oh, yeah. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. right? And I want to go over this one because this one was an interesting one, right? Okay. Uh, because and it says and I and I and I I grabbed this because I would think it was very interesting. But it says that Jules tells Brockmire that she got hooked on baseball as a child when her father took her out to school. I uh, took her out of school to watch Willie Stargell's last game. And I'm like, okay, cool, right? 
Yeah. That sounds seems like a pretty cool story. The game was actually played on Sunday, October 3rd, 1982. So she would have not been in school, maybe Sunday school, perhaps. Uh, yeah, I think I, that you're you're led to believe that it was a weekday game, though. I think that's I think what that's I'm saying. A... It was led to believe it was a weekday game. Yeah. But Jules correctly described Stargell's last last at bat as an infield single to the pitcher. So this is not completely fabricated story. However, she would have not, she would not have been in school on a Sunday. She would yeah. have been maybe Sunday school, but you know, not actual school school Monday through Friday kind of thing. I believe we're going to call that artistic license. Oh, I like it. I like yeah. it. And it's funny because they were talking about like, you know, the end of the careers of players, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. an overweight man, you know, trying to, you know, live the last of his hurrah uh, as a baseball player, overweight, you know, baseball yep. player, as she yep. says. We're going to get to some overweight baseball players here. But, we but will. first, there's the scene uh, where where Charles and Brockmeyer are getting high on cat, cot, 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 and uh, he describes it as uh, I didn't I didn't write this down, but he describes it as somewhere between 10, 10 cups of coffee and very low grade cocaine. <laughs> I, I mean that that, that 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 in between right there. Right. I mean, I, I'm guessing it's probably closer <laughs> to the low grade cocaine. Uh, I'm just I hope you know, so. uh, you know. I was like, oh, God, this thing. But, but then Charles starts running around all crazy, and uh, he's he's out there running around the field. He says it's his first time on a baseball field. And then this is this is where this is this is this is a shot right to my heart here when uh, when Brock Meyer says, how could that be? How could this be your first time on a baseball field? And and Charles says it's because he, he thought baseball was one of those old timey things that you don't need anymore. Like cursive and email and email, <laughs> wow! And 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 then again, this goes to the was like you know we're both getting old now, and he was like yeah. young young whippersnapper, you like you could, <laughs> how can you say that? like it doesn't matter anymore? Like cursive and email, Everybody's cursive told. and email, <laughs> like it's pretty, wow, it's pretty great, <laughs> which is amazing. But then he tells him to stop at home plate, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and he tells a story. And tells the story of um, a, a great Cleveland player. Well, it was a Cleveland Indians player. I don't yeah. know if it was great, uh, but um, it talks about um, Ray Chapman. Chapman, sorry. Yeah. And how he um, he got hit in the face. Mm -hmm. And died. Uh, well, died. Oh, I'm uh, sorry. I jumped the gun. You did. Sorry. Wow, look at you. Look at you. I know. I'm sorry. How I'm stealing your you. thunder. Oh. <laughs> you know what? This is it. Last episode of we did the Brock it. Our, our run ends at one episode. <laughs> Technically two, <laughs> but you know. Uh, episode so zero said, and episode one. Right, exactly. <laughs> uh, so Brock Meyer stated that after being hit in the temple, Ray Chapman died at home plate. Yeah. The truth is that he tried to reach first base, fell once, collapsed, collapsed again, and then was helped off the field by his teammates. He later died after surgery the next morning in the hospital. You are going to be our head chief in terms of fact checking and continuity er errors here. So this is uh, you're doing a good job with that so far. I I am enjoying this. You know what I'm saying? Like you know, this is one of those things. It's like yes, but not a lot of people know. They think that yeah. he actually did die. Yeah, right there on the spot. Oh, I always thought that was the story that he died right there on the spot. Yeah. Well, did was... I? Yeah, absolutely. I thought for so long that it was like, oh, dude, just yeah. died right there on the spot. Like, I mean, I damn. Yeah. Come to but find that out that's why, not true. 
you know, I always tell, I tell that story when I talk about how come, you know, we need, um, baseballs get taken out of play when they're scuffed, right? Like the moment a baseball has any dirt on it, that's like, it's right out of play in part because, you know, you don't want baseball pitchers to have the advantage of a scuffed ball, but then you also don't want it to be marked up in any way that, you know, it would be mm -hmm. hard to see. So that story, but, but there was a, there was a, there was a lot of other things that went into it. It's like, you know, the, the sun glare and all that. So like that got, you know, that was a perfect, um, the, the perfect scene for like, you know, for him to get hurt, it was there because of all of that. Yeah. But at the same yeah. time, you're right though, because you, it was the spitball was, you know, still going and all of that. Yeah. Um, you know, there was scuffed beyond belief. So like, that was a darker ball. So like, I mean, yeah, it, it, I, I could see it happening back then. Seems like something that could happen at a Bakersfield blaze game back in the day with the sun mm. setting over the center field wall and blinding the batters. Yep. So you have to wait, <laughs> you know, for that to happen and then get, you know, continue with the game. So the final scene, they're back in the broadcast booth. Brock Meyer has said, I'm going to do one game and then I'm going to kill myself. And whimsical. That's <laughs> exactly. And that's when he starts, uh, you know, partway into the game, he starts talking about the gaping yawn of oblivion and distracts this like 12 year old kid. I mean, like the honestly, the kid who's batting looks like he can't weigh more than 90 pounds and can't be more than like 12 years old. For real. He's a minor league baseball player, and he strikes out because he's distracted by Brock Meyer uh, being, uh, you know, too dark, too uh, morbid. <laughs> he just looks up like, dude, what are you doing? <laughs> like, come on, bro. Uh, yeah. It was, it was, it was definitely a scene, right? Like, I mean, but obviously, th this is not the end of the scene. This is, no. the, you know, now it continues into. Um, into the shenanigans of yes. what the the season of that baseball team is going to be. Which, by the way, did it remind you of like um the St. Paul Saints? You know when they were. Oh, I can ball? see that with with before. Yeah, before they were affiliated, like this this team that was all, you know, gags and 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 on field shenanigans. Or well, between inning shenanigans, anyway. Yeah, I right. Mean, the you know. The, it's um, a, there's like that combination of that and then banana ball, right? You know, yeah, so like the Savannah yeah. banana. So it's like exactly all of that into, you know, this is the original Savannah yeah. bananas. How's that? It, it also reminded me of the like the old story about like the St. Louis Browns who had like a little person. I've forgotten the name of this uh, this player, but uh, it was. Oh, little my person, God. Yes. And he came up to bat and they couldn't find the strike zone because the strike zone was too small. So yeah. that shout was... out to uh, minor league nerd, by the way. I literally just heard that episode. Oh, did you? Like no joke, two days ago about the St. Louis Browns. I had that in I like that's I learned that story from like a, I had a book as a kid that was like baseball players do the craziest things, something like that. That was a, I I remember that story from when I was a, a kid. I mean, obviously it happened. I mean, St. Louis Browns were not around when I was a kid, but I, no, I remember that yeah. story from a book when I was little. But uh, to set up this shenanigans that you're that you're talking about, Jules. You know, she she reads Brockmire the Riot Act. She says, you know, quit whining, quit being, you know, quit no, being so no more kid morose. gloves. As, as no more says. kid gloves. Yeah. And then and then she says, I love this setup because she goes, you've never seen anything like this. Like it's uh, it's about to be all dramatic, and there's going to be this big like baseball moment, <laughs> you know, in, in this game. And uh, you know, this is this is this is hilarious. It's a parade of very fat baseball players. This one, they Larger they did it in life. a way that was like not fat shaming too, right? Like it was the gag wasn't just that they were fat. The gag was that it was a gimmick that this team was using to to pull off. 
Yeah. <laughs> running walking to for to uh to their the respective bases and then running out of breath like i mean Bro, like what i can stomachs. describe is to be the largest man <laughs> in, and then what, what was it that he said about um about babe ruth this all right so this i i i this is probably the hardest i laughed in the whole thing so the the if you're if you're listening to us instead of watching the show what happens here is that a parade of very overweight players come up to bat and the first of whom is former former competitive eater fatty boom balati i love the is, name fatty <laughs> boom balati fatty boom balati who is 400 pounds and <laughs> as he comes up brock Myers talking about how there's a there's a history of fatness in baseball and he said he says uh, this was a quote I wrote down because it made me laugh. He says, Babe Ruth himself, the greatest of the greats, was also a fat piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> fat piece of shit. I mean, come on. You cannot just script uh, this any better. Uh, and then Fatty Boom Bilotti, uh is followed. He, so he gets hit by a pitch on his stomach, yep. uh, which is hanging over the home plate. And then he's followed by long haul trucker and gout survivor Doug Romero, who, who also uh, it, gets hit by a pitch. Right. <laughs> you had to mention gout survivor. Gout survivor. <laughs> uh, and then one other batter whose name I didn't get uh, comes up. He gets hit by a pitch. And then up comes Pedro Uribe. But the, the third guy got hit. He goes and says that that wasn't like the uh, he says like that that had some that had some hate on it or something like that. <laughs> I was like, my God, <laughs> that's some hate on it. Uh, and so then up comes Pedro Pedro Uribe for the big dramatic moment that we've been waiting for because this whole thing has been set up as like this great baseball moment. Pedro Uribe, Mister Grand Slam, and you know he's smoking a cigarette, and he comes up and sure enough, he hits a grand slam. And you're like, wow, what a what a moment, what a thing! Like it actually turned around. This is going to be like almost heartwarming. And then, of course, the 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 punchline is that the grand slam cut the lead to only eight runs. <laughs> right. <laughs> the the fact that like you only cut it to eight runs, right? It was like now the, the one of the team was like lead by twelve to four. I'm right. like, oh, God, what was his um. His saying, and I, I sent it to you, and I forgot. I can't remember right now. Uh, but if this baseball was, um, oh, it, it can't be buried in a Jewish cemetery because this because ball got it... tattooed. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! The, like the fact that he they equally make fun of everybody. It's everybody. not just one nationality is yep. equal opportunity for everybody to get they're getting it. They're getting it. everybody's getting it. Yep. 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 <laughs> oh man. This ball got tattooed. <laughs> uh so he looks up and he says he says to Jules, he says I suppose you have more of that stuff planned and we are off and running on uh on on the the rest of the show because now we've set up that Brock Myers hanging around he's going to be part of this uh this this beautiful thing that is the Morristown Frackers at least for this season at least for the season right he's like ah fuck it I'm in right? <laughs> but he wants he wants um free drinks from the top shelf right yes Monday yes. through Thursday only though is was the deal <laughs> Monday through Thursday not not on the weekends Monday through uh... Thursday. <laughs> 
you know what's what you know as as content creators right something yeah. that i noticed that charles did i was like yeah i've been working really hard at keeping my hand steady i'm like dude get a tripod yes that's funny that's funny like that he can't like it's so minor league that he can't afford a tripod right like <laughs> i think at some point they you know later in the season they like the they duct tape it yeah. uh, to the wall and all that i'm like this is like if if there's anything minor league is this right here like they yeah. can't afford to get a tripod <laughs> um and then she wants to make sure that uh that he recorded the the home run and he yeah. was like oh wait did i record it yeah, oh, he's yeah, like yes. looks at it he's like yeah i did i did <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah we're good i'm like oh my god this is going to be bad <laughs> yeah yeah and the the you know the the supposed internet whiz kid didn't think to just like rest the thing on a book or something right like that he's just he's that's just what i'm saying is holding it with his hand and then he's holding uh, it with the other one like this so that way his hand is steady i'm like oh this is great this is gonna be so good oh it is and so that that is episode one out of 32 so we've got 31 more of these that we're going to do ed and it's, uh mm -hmm. if i if i laugh as hard at the rest of them as i do this one i remember i remember season four like that being like maybe not quite as good as as uh some of the other ones They're, they got they got a little dark uh especially at the end like and season four is set like way in the future i'm getting way ahead of myself here i shouldn't be doing yeah this. don't do that don't do that let's just let's okay. just leave it at that because obviously nobody knows yeah. right if you haven't watched yeah. it uh, what we welcome you do is to watch it as we release the episode. So that way, yeah, you have something to do. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, do you now, what do you think? Do you do you watch the episode? Do you watch the episode before you listen to the podcast? Or do you watch the episode after you've heard us breaking it down? You watch it before. Yeah. You listen to the podcast. Yeah. And then you rewatch it again mm. after you listen to the podcast. I like it. Because like then that. you'll be like, oh, I may, I may have missed something. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, because I literally have a notebook ready to go. My Lego notebook, by the way. This is a Lego notebook that my you got a wife Lego brought. notebook. I do absolutely. I, that's what you're making your Brockmeyer notes in. I am. See, even so has he, his own Lego pen. Feels vaguely incongruous there. I, I've, I uh, know. <laughs> I'm just using a Google Doc, so. Um, I, I'm used I use everything for my phones, which I probably should do. Like, you know, just put it on the notes on yeah. my phone and be and go from there. I don't do Google Docs. I'm sorry. I apologize for that. Is there a baseball TV show that you think I mean first of all, there are not that many in general. There are not no. that many baseball TV shows. Is there one that you think is as funny as Brockmeyer? A TV show, not a movie. Baseball related? A baseball TV show. Um Eastbound and Down? I th that's the only one I can come close to, and I don't. I think Brock Myers funnier than Eastbound and Down. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I I, I think um, the quality of actors in this one. Yeah, Brock Myers a little bit better. I'm, yeah. I mean, I'm not trying to insult Eastbound and Down. I mean, they, they no, have no, their no. own. I'll tell you. I'll tell you one thing that Eastbound and Down has over Brock Meyer. I think. Oh yeah. Um, Yep, and that is, I think that the team itself, the Myrtle Beach Mermen, in 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 Eastbound and Down, is is a better team. I, I like I like that uh, that. Well, oh yeah, team. no, I like the name better than yeah. than Frackers. You know, <laughs> Darla's not a fan of the name Frackers. So uh, I actually have a a Myrtle Beach Mermen T shirt. I wonder if I could Shut get a Morristown. I do. I have a Mermen T shirt. Uh, I I got to see if I can find a. Oh, maybe I'm gonna be at a. Uh, 
I'm going to be at a, a, a Pelicans game this summer. Maybe I should um, see if I should wear my my uh, my merman shirt to it. Oh, you should. I think I, I should. Mean, you're going to be in Myrtle Beach. I mean, I mean, come yeah. on now. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. There it is. All see, right, well, it's already been decided. I think you and I could sit here and, and chat for a long time here. So I think uh, we need to we need to to bring it out the way we're going to bring out every one of our episodes. And uh, I'll do it this time, and then you get it next time. Sounds good to me. Absolutely. All right. Well, Lucy, my dear, put supper on the stove because this ball game is over. This is too good. (laughs) This is too good. I love this. This is amazing. Yeah. And this is the kind of shenanigans we should be uh, expecting. It absolutely is here. There's a bunch of flags on that play, so... I did a pretty good job of not being too distracted, I think. Hey, this has been a Curve Brim Media production.